it's a Friday. It's a green and gold Friday. Packers getting ready to take on the Lions on Sunday. Lambeau Field, Sunday night football. But before we get into anything else, uh, some really good news coming out of uh, Buffalo. And that is the fact that Tamar Hamlin has indeed been taken off of the ventilator. The breathing tube has been taken out. And one of the things he did today was talk to his team via FaceTime, and which is fantastic, and said, love you, boys, and uh, then had a, uh, an additional conversation with them short, but uh, did get a chance to talk to his team today, which is, you know, yesterday as we had kind of closed the show, we were uh, listening to, and kind of uh, not listening to as a group, but listening to uh, on the, on our end, of the press conference via the doctors at University of Cincinnati Medical Center, uh, Dr. Pritz and Company, and they were saying the next goal was to get him breathing on his own fully and get the ventilation tube out, and that has happened. So that is another goal, another milestone in the recovery of DeMar Hamlin, who then, like I said, FaceTimed his team today, which is fantastic, FaceTimed his team today and uh, and told him, you know, love you, boys. So that's... Just starting off today with some uplifting news. That's awesome. In the meantime, uh, you got the Green Bay Packers getting ready for uh, their day at Lambeau coming up uh, on Sunday, as I had mentioned. Uh, today was alliteration day on the Four Letter Network. Is this the last late leap at Lambeau? So <laughs> here we go. Here we go. And I thought, and Ryan Clark, who was so eloquent the other night on Monday Night Football, uh, in talking after DeMar Hamlin had gone down. DeMar Han- or, uh, Ryan Clark today wearing a number three jersey on the set of uh, ESPN said he-, he was like cracking up when they played Aaron Rodgers' answer and saying, here we go. And it's it's not just what we say. It's the, when you're asked the question, you when you're asked the question, and, and Aaron Rodgers was the other day on Wednesday, uh, when you're asked the question about, you know, hey, could you, have you thought about this? This could possibly be your last game in a, at Lambeau Field as a Green Bay Packer. And Ryan Clark said it best. He said, as a player, all I, all you want to hear is, you know, yeah, that's something to think about. But, no, all we're concentrating on is just getting to, to getting Detroit, getting a win, and moving on to the postseason. <laughs> Instead, they all do the the monotone, you know, I've had some great memories here. And, you know, it's – it's a wonderful place, and I've loved my time in Green Bay. It's kind of like saying goodbye without saying goodbye, because if you come back, then you can say, I never said goodbye. And if you don't come back, you can say, I already said goodbye. You, and you could just say nothing. Just say, look, we're just focused on Detroit. I don't care about anything else. It's the same way Tom Brady did it at the end of the season before he ended up leaving New England. They said, Tom, this could be your last game. He said, all we're worried about is winning in the postseason. I'm not worried about that now. I'll wait till the game's over. All we're worried about now is winning. Right? So uh, instead, the, the, thread, <laughs> the thread of consciousness for the last leap at Lambeau is going to take over the story. It's going to take over the storyline. It's not about, hey, guys, what are you going to do to win? What are the keys to beating the Detroit Lions coming up on Sunday night? Instead, it's all about, hey, Randall, do you think this is going to be the last time that you and Aaron play together? 
You know, hey, Christian, it's your first year in a league. This could be the first time and only time that you really play with Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts? David Bakhtiari, you signed that big contract. And if Aaron leaves, are you leaving too? Do you think you'll be out? Do you think a new regime's coming in? Do you think Jordan Love's going to stay? Uh, you know, now you got to answer all the questions. Shut up. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. How you doing today, Ben Kenny? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Colin Morikawa lights the world up at the uh, Century Tournament of Mostly Champions last night. Uh, interesting leaderboard. It's it's a hot start. I'm excited for really? Sunday, though. Okay. I will say. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for uh, Sunday. I did. I have to admit, last night, we uh, and I had mentioned this, that we were going to go down to Calderon Club last night, and I did. We met my son and his wife and had a great dinner. I uh, saw Tim Scott uh, of our affiliate uh, out in, in Milwaukee on the Big 920. Saw him out there, him and his brother. They were. It was kind of a family night, I guess, down at Calderon Club, enjoying fine Italian cuisine. Uh, but on the uh, on the tube was golf. And I'm sitting at the bar before because Kristen and I got there early, so we were having a couple of drinks. And I sat there at the bar, and I'm watching golf, and I said, you know who would love this? Ben would love this. You were, you were part of my stream of consciousness then. I'm sorry ben to hear that. Ben would love this. Sitting here eating Italian food, having a beverage, raising a glass, and there is golf on the tube. Ha! On a cold night downtown Milwaukee. Nice. Nice. It's a good night last night. We got uh, our buddy Matt Mitchell going to be joining us coming up here towards the top of the hour. We're going to talk a little betting coming up this weekend with some uh, some games that are going to be easy to figure out and tough to figure out. So we're going to get his perspective on all of this. Dan Miller, the voice of the Detroit Lions. We've had Dan on so many times, and uh, a lot of the times it's Dan coming on in very stark and honest frustration. <laughs> this team, well, you know, we just hope to get a win. They just hope. Now they're playing to get over 500. they They're playing possibly for a postseason berth. Now we get a chance to talk to Dan on the uptick. And uh, in addition to that, we got our guy Mike Clemens joining us today. Tyler Dunn, who uh, is from the East Coast originally, uh, covers up in that Bills area and also had a uh, good chat and a good piece on uh, GoLongTD.com uh, regarding DeMar Hamlin. So uh, we're going to talk with him coming up today as well. So we got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff on the docket today on a Green and Gold Friday. Feeling good today. Uh, Jay says, I 100% agree with you. And Stephen A. Smith said exactly what people have been thinking about Aaron Rodgers. I, I have to admit, I didn't hear it. What did he say? Ben, did you hear what Stephen A. Smith said? No, I did not. I didn't either. I didn't either. I, and I don't know when he said it. So you'd have to let me know. Um, maybe we can go back and find it and, and sift through it and let all hear. I don't know. But let me know. Let me know. Let me, uh, let me, uh, I, I would love to hear what he had to say. If, if you're saying that uh, you agree, it's not very often that people go, I agree with Stephen A. Smith, and he said what everybody was thinking. What, what, what was that? Uh, complicated fellow said the same thing. Rick said uh, he told Rogers to shut the hell up. Really? Well, there you go. <laughs> See, I don't want Aaron Rodgers to shut up. That's the because I, 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 I like the fact that he talks because he does give you a lot of insight and I appreciate that. But when it comes to this, the, he is exactly what he didn't want to be. I remember talking a lot with him his rookie season, and even after that, the next year, and 
you know, watching Brett go back and forth and, you know, I don't know, I'm going to take some time away. And, you know, and then this whole thing about, you know, remember when they used to do the Fan Fest? And it was always about two days before Fan Fest. And Brett said, I, I'm going to make a decision. I, I, you know, and then they always wanted him to come to, to Fan Fest, right? So uh, they always wanted him there. So Brett would be like, I don't know. I, I just don't know if I'm going to be there, you know. And then all of a sudden, the doors would open to Fan Fest. And they'd say, you know, and they'd introduce the players and, you know, here's, you know, whomever, you know, here's Frankie Winters and, you know, the Chad Clifton. And they'd go through all these guys. And here's Bubba Franks. And, hey, hey. and ladies and gentlemen, back for his 16th season, Brett Favre. And the place would go nuts. And Brett just, it, it became like an addiction. It was like a drug to Brett every year. And then one year he's crying, leaving the field down in Chicago. Oh, no, it might be it. And. John Mann's like, oh, well, there's a guy that I think is, there's a guy that I think is not going to come back. And then every year you had to go through this crap. And now it's like, Aaron, have you thought about it? Just say, not really, maybe a little, but no, we're really concentrating on just Detroit. This isn't part of my, part of my thought process. And instead you start waxing nostalgic about, I got some great memories here. You know, there's some good memories and really, uh, you know, I, I love this place. And, you know, what? It, stop. Nobody, nobody wanted to know your thoughts on Lambeau Field and the community that is the Green Bay Packers. Just want to know if you had any thoughts at all that this could possibly be your last game. Yes or no? What? No. No. Stop. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I agree. I agree. Because the minute he said it, we were sitting, we were doing the huddle on Wednesday night. Now, we, as, as a group here, you and I, Uh, as a group here, did not get a chance to hear his presser because he did it after we went off the air on Wednesday. So when we played it back on Wednesday night, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. This is, you know, he's giving you a lot of insight. I'm like, this is great. And then the question, and then the question. And literally, as I'm sitting there listening to his answer, I I did that, that, you know, hand into my forehead, and I'm rubbing my head like, oh, God, no. Here we go. Here we go. Here it is. And you could hear it. You know, you could hear Mike Greenberg in my head in that puke and choke voice. Is this the last time Lambeau Field will see the greatness of Aaron Rodgers? It's like, oh, my God. Just stop. Stop. Shut up. Stop. Stop. There you go. Uh, But we got a game to play. They got a game to play. I don't have stuff to play, but uh, they got a game to play. So uh, the Packers take it on the Lions. Can they knock the Lions off at Lambeau coming up on Sunday? Some of the keys of the game coming up today as well. Some of the things we discussed this week. But now you kind of get down to the nitty-gritty and you start to really analyze and you look at this thing and you think during this 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 7-2 and two run by the Lions, one of the losses they took was in the last second to the Buffalo Bills, uh, a field goal. And the rest of the time, they're win- playing pretty much for the most part playing winning football. And in doing so, they have been really strong, really strong. You look at the Lions and the fact that, yeah, they've given up points in their defense, their secondary specifically, not that good, as we all know, not that good. But the the, while the secondary has not been good, their offense has been really good. A really good scoring offense. 
Now, I know the Panthers got him when they went on the road down to take on Carolina just a couple of weeks ago, and it was kind of like, whoa, where'd that come from? Because they knocked off the Packers, and that started their winning streak. It was like, it's, it was like beating the Packers allowed the, 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 the Lions to wake up because after that they beat the Bears. But then at the Meadowlands, now we all know that the Giants are kind of a paper champion, but they whooped their ass. They beat them up there, remember. They lost that really that that heartbreaker because it was uh, I believe it would correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Wasn't it on Thanksgiving when the Bills came back and kicked that field goal? Wasn't that the Thanksgiving game where Josh Allen uh, was hugging guys on the sideline, going uh, "F yeah"? Wasn't that the twenty-eight twenty-five game that was on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day with the Lions? Oh yes, yes, yeah, it was the Lions and the Bills. I thought it was. Yeah. Yep. So so that was a big game. Then they beat the hell out of the Jaguars. They beat them at home. They beat the Vikings at home. They beat the Jets on the road. And I thought the Jets would would beat them. And put it this way, when you look at their numbers here, they put up 31 on the Bears, 31 on the Giants, lost 28-25 to the Bills, 40 on the Jaguars, 34 on the Vikings, 20 on the Jets, 23 on the Panthers. They lost that game 37-23. Then they came back last week and beat the hell out of the Bears 41-10. They're scoring points almost at will. Almost at will. And now they got the Packers coming up on Sunday night. So there's some keys to this game we're going to talk about when we come back. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. You know where we're going to be coming up next Wednesday night. Mark it on your calendar, the Thirsty Duck in Sussex, right there by the railroad tracks. Thirsty Duck. Come on in. Duck around with us, as they say, with a Bud Light. Come on by and say hello. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. More to come next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michaels show. It's a Friday. Man, we haven't seen the sun in I don't know how long. I think it's supposed to come out tomorrow at some point. That's okay. That's okay. We bring our own sunshine. We bring our own sunshine. You want to get something good to eat today, by the way. Uh, if you're going to do some happy hour or maybe you're going to go out uh, tonight, you're on the west side of Milwaukee, out in the Waukesha area, stop in and see my guy Joey over at Albanese's Roadhouse as um, – Right there next to Menards and uh, good, good Italian food. But we usually head over there if we're going to do anything on like a Friday or Saturday. And I get to get that meatball, big meatball sub, big meatball hoagie. I love that thing. And uh, do that and some fries and a couple of beverages and watch some sports or whatever. Uh, Or just grab an appetizer and antipasta, whatever. You're good to go. But uh, good stuff over at uh, Albanese's Roadhouse. And don't forget, even in the winter months, bocce ball. They have some bocce ball leagues. I'm not kidding. Nothing like taking a beer outside, watching that thing freeze over and play a little bocce ball, you know what I'm saying? Huh? There you go. That's our friends at Albanese's Roadhouse. Right on Blue Mound Road next to Menards and across the street from Home Depot in Waukesha. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to give us a shout to uh, do it? Would love to hear from you. 877-867-1670. This one is from Anthony, who says the key to the Packers getting the win is simple. Got to pressure Jared Goff, got to get a couple of turnovers, and you got to be able to run the football. 
Thanks for a great show. Have a great weekend. Anthony, you to me. Uh, I don't know if it's that simple, but you're pretty much down the same line of thinking that I am. I don't think you're going to be able to stop Detroit. I don't think so, but uh, I think you can slow them down. Jamal Williams has been a big part of that offense. And the fact, once they lost Hawkinson, you thought, oh, boy, here you go. Beginning of the end, they're kind of going through the the fire sale. And it didn't happen that way. They just ended up kind of coming together right after they knocked off the Packers. It was like they, they, okay, they they slayed the first dragon. Now let's go. And they've been good ever since. And they've been scoring ever since. And their defense has played better. Still not great by any stretch of the imagination. And they can be had, but you got to keep up with them. And I didn't think I'd say that uh, by a Jared Goff-led offense. But they, they, it's been impressive. And he's been really, really good. And this is something that, that we, we've been screaming about for a while. But Jared Goff has basically done what we have complained about here. And that is, take what the defense gives you. If you watch the games, the Lions have been so good. Um, you watch Goff, and he just... If it's, if it's the wide receiver, if the, the hot read isn't open, then he goes to the tight end or he goes to Jamal or somebody out of the backfield or he'll go to a slot receiver. It's just wherever, they're the, wherever the open man is, he, he takes it. And he's got a little bit of scramble capability, not much. But I, I watched him move the sticks a couple of times, especially against Jacksonville. But beyond that, I mean, he's just doing what we scream about all the time and getting a lot of praise for it. You know, just you don't have to be spectacular. Just don't turn it over and move the chains. That's it. And you're going to have success. That's what they're doing. And defensively speaking, they're kind of going by the, 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 the same mantra that the Packers did for a while. And that's, you know, if the Lions can get up and get up early, then pin your ears back and come after them, which is, you know, easy for every team for, for you know, for that matter. But, uh, but they just do what's necessary just enough. Now, they haven't played necessarily the toughest schedule in the world, uh, but they're still playing winning football, you know? They knocked, I mean, they beat, you know, a, a good Vikings team at Ford Field. You know, that Jets defensive front, we all know. We watched them beat up on the Green Bay Packers offensive line, and they still beat the Jets, and they held the Jets to 17. Now, granted, that was before White came back, but nevertheless, you know? Um, so it, it's... That's a pretty good football team. And now where the Jaguars are playing for them to try to put themselves into position to, to go to the postseason here and to beat the Jaguars 40-14 to 14 and hold that offense minimally, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, the, the Giants win in the Meadowlands, that was impressive. So... I don't. They're not the pushover they once were. I'll tell you that right now. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Find us again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. What do we got here? Uh, yeah, Rick. Uh, Rick says, uh, don't forget uh, Jamal Williams, five yards away from a thousand yards. He's had a hell of a year year this year. Uh, Jared says, shout out to Barb from Green Bay. Hello, hi Barb from Green Bay. There you go. Uh, Dennis says the key to winning is for Lafleur to continue to let uh, Ritz Pisaccia have the special teams to stay aggressive and continue to let uh, Jerry Gray be heavily involved in play calling and in game adjustments with Joe Barry. Uh, and for LaFleur himself to improve in the red zone in the offense, hint, put Rodgers under center with a two-back set to the defense that can't focus on just one back, get her done. Um, I don't know what Jerry Gray, how 
much Jerry Gray and company are involved in the adjustments. It's funny because when things suck, it's Joe Barry, but when things get better, it's Jerry Gray being an inspirational leader and also being the guy that's now being in on the adjustments. It's yeah, you, you can't pick and choose when to hate and when to love. You know what I mean? I think what you got to do is say, look, the defense, for whatever reason, has begun to buy in. Uh, Joe Barry has been better, a better tactician uh, here in the latter portion of the season. Uh, they have ran a few things differently. And if you do watch, look how many guys they'll bring to the line of scrimmage. They'll bring five. At times, they'll bring six. Back a guy out. Rush everybody. Back two guys off and just go with a three- or four-man rush. I mean, it has been uh, a mix of things. It's not constant. Okay, don't get me wrong. It's not like Joe Barry fell on his head, woke up one day, and went, I'm going to get cray-cray. It, it didn't happen that way. But it, it's it's been better. And I also think um, when you have guys that understand just do your job, you just do your job, and, the whole, and as a whole, we're going to be better. I think guys buying in like that now, whether or not Darnell Savage continues to play that way, we'll wait and see. But it seemed to pay off for him in the last contest, remember. So let's see if that stays and this defense continues to play. If this defense holds uh, – what, what would Ben, what would be a successful night at Lambeau Field for the Packers, defensively speaking? I think we could talk about it in terms of points, and I would say uh, somewhere around 21 to 20. And anything below that, obviously, in the teens is a big win. But if they do give up higher than that, but they create a couple takeaways, I think you could factor that in, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if the Packers' defense gets a couple takeaways, I think the Packers win the game. But, yeah, if, if, you, if you hold this Lions' defense to 24 or less, or Lions' offense to 24 or less, that's not a bad day at the office. If you hold them under 20, that's a really good day. And if you hold them under 20 and you lose, then shame on the offense and shame on Matt LaFleur. But if you lose this game, say, 35-27, then you're right back to everybody wants to fire Joe Barry. For sure. Uh, Ryan says, I think the Lions are going to be more dangerous if Seattle wins uh, they're going to be doing everything to knock the Packers out, hoping uh, the Rams win so they can't play risky. No, here's the thing, Ryan. I think it's just the opposite. I think that uh, while I don't get me wrong, I think the Lions are dangerous either way uh, because the Lions are going to be playing for something if if Seattle, if Seattle loses. So uh, 100%. But I think either way, this is going to be a tough game. On one hand, if the Lions are not only playing for to be above 500, but to be in the postseason, it's an all-out battle. You know, they'll do anything and everything they can to try to get in. But you don't want to – Dan Campbell, no head coach, but Dan Campbell does not want to be the guy that takes a dumb risk and, and, and it fails and it costs you the postseason. It's one thing if you just win the game playing to win the game. It's another thing if you play – risky and somewhat stupid and you lose the game because of a decision that the coach makes because the the, the, the coach is there to put you in the best possible position to, to be successful so if say he goes for it on his own 30 and they don't convert and the Packers get a touchdown and the next thing you know it, it all of a sudden gets away from the you know it could be a, a bad move a bad decision whereas if they don't have anything to play for then he could be kicking onside kicks, he could be going for it on his own 20, he could be fake punting, I mean, all this different stuff, you know? 
just because they have nothing to lose. They're just simply playing to knock the Packers out and simply to try to get over 500 for the first time in a long time. Whereas they don't want to lose on a stupid decision their their postseason chances. I think it would be – this is a dangerous game either way. A dangerous game either way. 877-867-1670 coming up here in about 20 minutes. We're going to get a little betting advice. Old boy Uncle Mitch, our buddy Matt Mitchell from the Action Network, he's going to be joining us. We're going to talk with Tyler Dunn at Go Long TD today. Uh, GoLongTD.com. He is going to join us. The voice of the Detroit Lions. Dan Miller is going to be here today as well. And Mike Clemens wraps up our final hour as always. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael Show. We continue on on a Friday. Green and gold Friday. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. Hey, if you are, and uh, maybe you're feeling, I'll tell you this, man. I was out uh, last night, as we would mentioned, and uh, there was actually somebody downtown riding a motorcycle and uh, a Harley. I was just, it, it makes you go, oh, it's kind of like watching golf right now. I know Ben's in the studio going, uh, you wanted to play some golf. Yeah, I was I was wanting to ride. I cannot wait to get the motorcycle back out. And if you're if you're like me and you're kind of getting that itch now that we're into January and we know the days are getting longer and we're, you know eventually we'll get warm. Uh, go to Wisconsin Harley Davidson, WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com, right there on Highway 67 in Oconomowoc, just south of 94, right behind the Dockhounds new stadium. And not only do they have a massive selection of uh, of bikes, but uh, they've also got to the motor clothes, the latest. The newest, the coolest in motor clothes. They have the giant clearance room in the back. And uh, they have the parts and accessories department, uh, terrific service department, but just all kinds of a massive showroom with all the different Harley tchotchke stuff, too. So there's a couple things I'm picking up for the yard this year, too. But uh, check out Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, WISHD.com. And uh, Wis- I know people travel from all over for certain things. So, you know, make sure you check out Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. And if you don't see it on the website, call them. Call them. Go to WISHD.com, but give them a call. Highway uh, Highway 67 in Oconomowoc. That's Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Ben, I got an announcement here. Uh-oh. Yeah. I got an announcement here. If by chance, which do you believe the Packers are going to win on Sunday? Yes, I do. Quite easily. Which would mean that we would then send most likely our guy, Mike Clemens. He'll either be off to San Francisco or off to Minneapolis. And if they were in Minneapolis, we'd probably do the show there normally. But we're going to do a watch party. Yes! We're going to do a watch party. So we are going to do a watch party for if the Packers win, we're going to do a watch party. And uh, compliments, I just got off the, I literally during the break, I'm on the phone with our guys from Bud Light, uh, our friends at Bud Light going to do a watch party, going to do a bunch of giveaway stuff and everything. And, uh, and we're going to do a watch party and we kind of know where we're going to be. I can't reveal it yet. Maybe later today we will, but, uh, it's a new place that just opened and they were asking us to come out. So, uh, in conjunction with our friends at Bud Light, we said, yeah, we'd be happy to do that. So they're just kind of crossing the T's and dotting the I's right now. But uh, we're going to do a watch party for a Packers post game po- uh, or a Packers postseason game. Looking forward to that. Been a while since we've done one. 
Would that be something now? Now, would Connor be in studio? Is that something you'd come and join us on? Or are you going to sit at home and, you know, wear loose fitting shorts and call it a day? <laughs> I think so. We'll see. It, it depends okay. where. Okay. Well, I believe it's going to be in Grafton, which is just north of Milwaukee. It's about 35 minutes from my house. So if it's during the day, you could come and go back home. But if it's if it's like at night, you could even stay here if you wanted to, or someone close or somewhere close by. I say we bring Ebo and Nelson. Try to get them out of the uh, out of the small confines that is Madison. Yeah, that'll Don't end. venture out out too much. That'll end well. I think we could do it. I think we. You got to be careful here. You, you got to be careful. You don't jinx them on Sunday. Well, I know that. I, you know, I, 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 just by picking them, I would jinx them. That's why I didn't pick them. That's why I didn't want to do the bet. You know, the, our, our, our betting line thing. I picked them on, on Wednesday night. Reluctantly. I said, it's kind of a coin flip for me, but there you go. So we're going to do a watch party. Hint, hint. I'm just, I'm just kind of letting that sit for a minute. Hey, um, Speaking of letting that sit, did you see that uh, the NCAA is investigating Jim Harbaugh? Yes, I did. How about that? Huh? What a what a funny coincidence. I know that he's now considering heading off to the professional ranks again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Oh, I might, yeah, I'll put the program on suspension. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah whatever. I, I'm leaving. See you. Yeah. So the program also being investigated for uh, four level two violations, which are generally considered minor, but they've got a level one violation. Uh, I don't know what that is. Do you know what the level one violation is? I believe it is not cooperating with investigators. I think I, I think that's all that is, is he was not going to cooperate. And he seems like that guy. Like, don't ask me questions. I don't want to talk to you. He can. He seems like that. He's just that angry like he's wearing sandpaper underwear and he's really chafed kind of jag. So he, he just seems like that. But uh, the level one allegation is that Harbaugh misled the NCAA investigation when confronted with questions about the level two allegations. So it's kind of, you know, remember when Bruce, remember when Bruce Pearl did that? Bruce Pearl, uh, where was it? At Tennessee, I think. When Bruce Pearl had recruits at his house for barbecues, which is a violation. And then when he was asked about it, he said no. Or was it at Auburn when that happened? It was Auburn. Because what, what got him booted out of, uh, out of Tennessee? I don't know. Probably being Bruce Pearl. <laughs> but he ended up saying, no, I didn't do it. Uh, no, they weren't there. And then one of the recruits had actually posted a picture on Facebook or Instagram, and there he is at Bruce Pearl's house, and they're all eating in the in the background, partying, and they're like, no, Bruce, you lied to us, and that got him busted. So same thing is, you know, that he is misleading an investigation, um, and they're talking about, what was it, the COVID uh, restrictions or something like that, um, that you couldn't do so many things with coaches and players and meetings and, 
and you're not allowed to meet recruits. And so, I mean, there was all these different restrictions put in place during the COVID period. And I guess he either lied about it or didn't talk about it, or it's sometimes what you don't say that can get you into trouble as much as what you do say, because it's not completely coming clean. So the NCAA is saying, yeah, you are, uh, you're in trouble. The uh, school could stand behind Harbaugh, and they could do that. The allegations and the uncertainty around this could explain some of his interest in the uh, the NFL jobs between Carolina and Denver. Um, but uh, he said in a statement, as I said in December, while no one knows that what the future holds, I expect that I will enthusiastically be coaching Michigan in 2023. In other words... I don't know what's going on here, but I expect to be back, but we're going to nod. You better start the plane. So there you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you uh, choose to find us, that's the way, if you want to give us a call. Uh, Matt Mitchell of the Action Network is going to be joining us coming up next, so stay tuned for that. Talk a little betting. Don't forget, Tyler Dunn's going to be here today from golongtd.com. We want to talk about your keys to the Green Bay Packers getting a win, putting themselves in the postseason, coming up on Sunday night. I want to know what your thoughts are on all of this coming up in the next hour. Tyler Dunn, we got Dan Miller, the play-by-play voice of the Detroit Lions today. Mike Clemens is going to take us out in the final hour. Oh, what a day on, on tap we have. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Lions. Sunday night on NBC, kickoff at 720. The forecast for Lambeau Field, mostly clear skies. Temperature around 28 degrees. The mission is simple. If the Packers win, they're in the playoffs. What is the Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry made his number one priority? Defensive back Rasul Douglas. Oh, we're getting turnovers. Just getting after the quarterback, uh, being locked in. I think Joe B has done a good job with the game plan, how uh, we attack the week on uh, practice and everything. It's everything. So. Former Packers running back Jamal Williams is in his second season with the Lions. Williams is just six yards away from breaking the 1,000-yard mark. I'd be grateful for it just because it's been a long time coming. But, you know, six years and finally get 1,000 is a great accomplishment. But I know that just just a stepping stone for me and I got more to go. I'd be happy just getting 1,000 no matter who we play. But it's more important about us just getting the dub. And that's really what I want from us is just to get it, go out there to Lambeau and get a dub. Williams is also just one touchdown away this season from tying a Lions team record set by Hall of Famer Barry Sanders, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He's incredible. I mean, he's incredible. He's got to be one of the biggest bargains in the league at, at what he signed for. Because, again, Jamal is so much more than just production on the field. And the production, like we've seen this year, is fantastic. But he's such a great locker room guy. He's a great leader, motivator, works his ass off. I mean, in the off seasons and in season. And he's just, he celebrates his teammates. I can't say enough good things about Jamal. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. water softening system out there Connecticut without it out Connecticut water softening system check out our friends at the water doctors h2 the letter o doctors.com 
That is our buddy John Atley and his whole staff. Their their service installers are fantastic, and the reps are oh, just as awesome. John himself still goes out and installs and checks systems and makes sure that customer satisfaction is at an all-time high. But uh, I'll tell you this, it's the best system I've ever had in any home I've ever owned, uh, the Water Doctors. Go to h2theletterodoctors.com, and it doesn't matter where you're at in the state of Wisconsin, call them, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. That's the Water Doctors. Uh, they're in Waukesha, but they can get you in touch with any any rep, any dealer, all throughout the great state of Wisconsin for the Connecticut Water Softening System. There isn't anything better. And, yes, people ask me all the time, well, I'm on a well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you definitely want one if you're on a well. Connecticut is fantastic, and uh, they can help you out in so many different ways. 262-549-7733. Get a hold of our friends at the Water Doctors. All right, time to bring them in now. Our buddy Matt Mitchell of the uh, Action Network joining us, old boy Uncle Mitch, uh, over on the uh, over on the hotline. Mitch, how you been, buddy? I'm doing great, Bill. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Well, we've got big games, we've got some meaningless games, but for the most part, there's a lot of eyes on the NFL this weekend for so many different reasons. Uh, first of all, the games that really don't have a lot of matter to them, or teams that are playing, teams that need jockeying in the postseason, but yet those teams are out, so to speak, how much does a team really not having much to play for affect the betting line? So this is one of the most fascinating weeks to bet the NFL week one and week 18 or what used to be week 17 have always been interesting ways to attack it. Cause it's a time you really want to zig while other people are zagging. Uh, when you see teams with quote, nothing to play for playing teams that are highly motivated. It's actually historically very profitable to go the other way. Um, unlike a college team where you'll see a lot of uh, kind of flagging among also ran programs at the very end of the season, quitting on a coach, thinking about going on winter break, et cetera. NFL teams tend to get up for their finales, and you'll tend to see uh, these, these, quote, over-motivated teams, these playoff-bound teams, uh, actually get overvalued in the marketplace, and it can be a very valuable proposition to hit the other side as, as gross as it may feel before the game starts. So the Chiefs are on the road. First game out of the shoot. Uh, Raiders, their their season's done. They stink. Uh, their quarterback has been benched. There's a lot of unhappiness. Chiefs are nine-point favorites going into Vegas. You're telling me I should take the Raiders? Absolutely. I am certainly telling you that. Uh, also, we know that Mahomes, as a favorite of over a touchdown, has been a losing proposition against the spread throughout his career. He is obviously an electric factory of a quarterback who is very good at winning games outright. I certainly expect the Chiefs to win the game on the field. But getting to cover these numbers, you know, a double-digit win like this um, often feels like a bridge too far for him. And this is a perfect example of a team with basically nothing to play for in Las Vegas and a team that is, you know, as motivated as any team right now trying to, you know, a win and they lock up the number one seed and a bye week in the Chiefs. Uh, the smart money is actually on Las Vegas in this one. And it certainly wouldn't surprise me to see yet another, you know, late game heroic three or seven point win by the, by the chiefs. Then you got the bears, their season's over three wins. They're, they're ending in a horrific losing streak, something that's never been done in their franchise history. The Vikings who got beat and kind of humiliated last weekend at Lambeau Vikings going in there, eight point favorites over the bears. Am I taking the bears? Yeah, this one, <laughs> I mean, yuck. Uh, this will also be a game where uh, if the 
let's see, if the Texans lose, I believe they have locked up the number one spot. Uh, the Texans mm-hmm. are also coached by Lovey Smith, the only coach to more or less have a confirmed last week of the season thrown game situation um, back in back in the past. I, I am very interested to see what happens here. Uh, it's a gross game only a gambler or a Vikings fan could love. Uh, I think you take the Bears or you stay away entirely. Though it, you know, on the flip side of that coin, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bears just absolutely lay down. No one should put their money on Nathan Peterman at the end of the day. So I suppose it's a it's a Vikings or nothing. I, I guess by being serious, because I I could never tell your listeners to wager real American money on Nathan Peterman. <laughs> You've got another meaningful game, and this one to me is kind of tough. I don't know. I would assume the emotion, specifically today when DeMar Hamlin spoke to the team, you've got to be, I, I said, man, it, got to, it has to give you chills. Maybe it's uplifting. Maybe it's energizing. I don't know. But you got the Bills are hosting the Patriots. Patriots have to win uh, to get in. The Bills are still jockeying for position. But to what went on on Monday night, I don't know where the emotion's going to be. How tough is this game to call with Buffalo a seven-point favorite at home? Uh, yeah, the, you're certainly seeing the line move from six and a half to seven on the, the, the Hamlin emotional angle. As a Buffalo Bills fan, I'm going to put on that hat for a moment. Uh, obviously, all your listeners are more than – they don't need me to refresh what, what's happened there. But I will say all my associates and Bills fan friends from across the country are – so many are looking for ways to go to Buffalo to be at this game. This will be a combination of like – a playoff atmosphere and one of those weird snake handler church revivals i think it's going to be a maniac atmosphere at that stadium i would be looking at alternate lines on buffalo in the first half especially when that adrenaline is highest adrenaline is a hell of a drug but it also can can wear off so i think buffalo in that first 90 minutes especially on defense and if you're looking to get crazy i mean you can find lines like you know, Buffalo minus 27 and a half at nine to one. Uh, if you're looking to play that, that, uh, that motivational, emotional angle. But I think, uh, I think Buffalo, you know, sometimes those emotional narrative street angles do prove accurate. And I think all things being equal, Buffalo steamrolls these guys. Uh, then the last game got Packers, obviously playing at home win and they're in the lions have to wait but I said this game could be goofy because the Lions, this is their first shot at getting over 500 in a long time. So I think regardless of what happens, even though they're going to be disappointed, I think they're going to try to figure out anything to win this ball game to get over 500 for Dan Campbell and company. Uh, I, I think the line is pretty safe at four and a half. I'm a little bit leery with Green Bay being favored, to be honest with you. Give me your thoughts. There are so many angles in here, Bill, and you touched on a few of them. Obviously, the Lions will know by the time they kick off. The NFL just couldn't help themselves. They had, to, they had to make this a primetime game, even though they knew that by the time it kicked off, the Lions would know whether or not their playoff chances had been eliminated by the Seahawks or not. But, yeah, it is, it is difficult. I think if there's ever a team that could get up emotionally to just try to ruin another team season, the Dan Campbell-led uh, Lions would be that team. But, yeah, asking Jared Goff to go outdoors to Lambeau in primetime in a really fired-up atmosphere – and cover four and a half. I, I, I would feel a little uneasy about that, but the sharp money is on the Detroit Lions in this one. Good stuff as always, man. We appreciate it. I know they can find you over on Twitter as well, but uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again as the uh, postseason begins to heat up, pal. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate it, bud. There you go. He is brought to body, brought to you by Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com. 
Our friends at Potawatomi. I might Stevens go to Potawatomi tonight. I have nothing going on. Might head down there tonight. Just hang out a little bit. Sit in that 360 lounge down there. Have a beverage. Watch whatever's on the tube tonight. Just enjoy a little music. Might not be a bad way to go. I don't want to go down and lose a whole lot of money, but might not be a bad way to go. Paysbig.com. That is Paysbig.com. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.